Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello again, and welcome. You're listening to Colney Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, with another bite-sized show for you here today. I'll be talking about the Arsenal and Fulham game. Um, what many may have considered a gimme was quite nervy, you know, but... Arsenal dominated the game, imposed themselves so much with threat on the ball, but too many blunt finishes. Final passes to Xhaka, Lofta pass to Nelly and Jesus, and one-on-one with Saka, final touches were missing. They showed so much much of the intensity, but they just couldn't really put a game out. One thing I know that I was really glad to see was they just maintained that intensity they they brought to the game. Obviously, they're playing at home. They weren't complacent. They really had that focus. They, they kept on the energy at all times. You know, just having to even create a corner, I think, in the second minute. So this were really clear signs of how much they really wanted to put this game out in the first few minutes. There was a very clear shot that Xhaka had that was really placed for him, albeit his right foot. But it was... A really good display that we could see. So, starting off with our top three players for the game, um, I'll start with Jesus, obviously, but uh, it could be anyone, but he just bust a game from the front. He caused a lot of havoc, and Fulham's back line just couldn't keep up, but they did try it. He was bullying them anyway. You could see how much he was just creating chances and just moving the ball across. And in just this, you know, segment of calling out the first of the top three I will give credit to Leno because he made a lot of you know good saves you know did anticipate where some of those balls would be coming from and they were more defensively alert Fulham's defense that is than maybe they probably typically would because you know Leno may, may have given them you know heads up and tips and things like that but it was clear to see that they were just ready to try to react much quicker than they normally would or equally as they would in any game. But this one, they had this, that in- additional information that Leonard was probably providing for them to make sure that they stayed on top, of, which they did, to be fair. But this was a game that Jesus did really show up. He was determined to score today. It was really amazing how much he does with his movement. Is he can be a decoy, he can be a big pool, dragging four men in the switching positions as well and really connecting and into switching with Nelly. And you know, and Nelly in this in this at this moment, he just continues to grow as a good winger. I'm convinced his link up with Jesus is just gonna be so organic that over time it would just be such a good cohesion between himself, Odegaard and um Nelly. Martinelli that is. And it will only continue to get stronger. He was Gabriel Jesus in this part. He was fearless in the game. He just he just kept driving and driving and was just so relentless. It reminds me, technique-wise, of Phil Foden, of just how he would keep pressing on. And, you know, he'll if he had a missed chance, he would just, you know, reset and continue again. I And I know there are quite a few other players there that display such, uh, you know, capability. So... That was it. So for my first, uh, you know, man of the top three, I'll give that to Jesus. Now next, 
Odegaard, he was the man of the match in this game. He was the heartbeat of how the team was moving forward. He had so many, so much great passes. He contributed a lot in the boxes. He just he took the game. He took handle of the game. He was driven, determined. And this was another example of taking the reins in the game where we were we had so much pressure to score and it just couldn't come on until the second half. But this was even after we conceded our first goal from a mistake. So Odegaard kept the pressure to score. He got us back in the game. And more so than anything, he just kept, you know, leaning on the fans and the, the crowd and and just all that support behind from the from the fans to really just push us on, which really helped a lot, creating that uh, the the whole atmosphere for us to to just clean out this game. And I appreciate his message to Gabby even after he scored, like just keep your head up and we go again. And that was just you know, one great, you know, trait of a captain and just knowing that it's for him to rally the teams and get them going. And he was a very, it was, he was, Odegaard was ever present in the game. As a captain, the communication was good. We just kept knocking on the door, knocking and banging and just so many clay cut chances. Odegaard was such a big factor in the game. And that's why he's my man of the match and one of the top three of the game. Um, and my third guy for this, my third guy was Martinelli. He was, he was very, very good. Just really playing so much in that wing, really bringing a lot of his, you know, offensive prowess to the game and just making sure that he can really connect with Jesus to score a lot. He had so many great chances. A couple of lofted passes, again, only just uh, fine margins with the defenders claim, claim off a lot of the balls and Love the passes coming in for him to just, you know, shoot it right in. But again, this is what I refer to as these were like just the blunt opportunities rather. Just couldn't finish him. They were not very, very sharp. Now, this is the third game. Excuse me. This is now the fourth game where we've had opportunities where we should have had many more goals. It's not uncommon, but these were like in front of the in front of goal tight spaces or one-on-ones and we've had at least three one-on-ones one with Gabriel Jesus one with Saka and I believe another one with Martinelli so we have had those chances where we just didn't finish them off so um, it's a trend that I'm beginning to see now that they might have to really work on you know um, Arteta may have mentioned something about that but it's now the third time now in the game where they just didn't really take this game to, in terms of finishing. They just didn't really execute in terms of scoring those goals. Um, so yeah, Martinelli takes the third spot for the top three of the game. Now the other guy today was Saka. He just needed a little bit of an extra edge to me in this at this point. He played really well. One would argue that he looked a bit tired. I think he did. Um, it was just more of a number of chances he had. Yeah, he just couldn't capitalize. And in, in this game, he had one-on-one -on -one chance with Leno, but he definitely was not his sharpest. And I'm not the first to say Sharka needs a rest here and there, but, you know, on a side note, I would argue that if we had another explosive winger, Saka would have been the first one being subbed out, you know, because he couldn't convert those chances to goals. And it's it's one of those clear indications where a rest is, is essential, is good for him. So he was just the other guy today in terms of not being his best. 
It wasn't bad at all. It just was not as we would expect Saka to be. Those clear chances he would have had. But let's say it's 50-50. More times than not, the Saka we know he would take. He would. He would. He would put that in. So he was just that guy today. Um, overall in the game, you know the boys did play very well. Um, it, it wasn't as and as easy as we thought. Fulham did come prepared to the game. They came a lot more with a defensive mind, with you know what they were going to expect, and and then some. You know we did have the upper hand with possession of the balls. We won a lot of 50-50 balls. You know um, loose passes. We took opportunity and then step pushing towards to create more you know sc- goal scoring chances. On the ball, we're very progressive. We're very strong off the ball we're just quite the same we're shutting down a lot of the passing lanes and having strong duels where we're just good in distributing and coming in you know tactical fouls just to reset and um, keep things going but overall we I probably would have liked more goals maybe 3-1 or 4-1 it could have been a clean clean sheet if it wasn't for that mistake from uh, Gabby which you know it happens, but hopefully we can learn from these mistakes in this early few games we've had so far. Now, it, these are a learning; these are teaching moments that we can take into how we prepare for the other opponents. Because it's never an easy game in the Premier League. No team, as you may assume, will come in and you would dominate. It could happen, but at least we 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 don't go in being complacent. So um, that that rounds up my. Uh, my list for today, my top three were Gabriel Jesus, Odegaard, and Martinelli. And the, and the other guy, uh, being Saka, just, you know, not being as sharp or being his sharpest. Okay, so um, thanks again for listening to Coldly Talk Podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to the next game with um, Aston Villa. And um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.